Welcome back to the Broken Sabre podcast. Um, we've had a bit of a break recently. Yes, we have. Um, we've been on holiday. Mm. Um, done a lot of stuff. For like three months. Yeah, <laughs> well, we're on a holiday for four days, but it's turned into a three-month holiday for the podcast. But mm. we're back and we're fresh. Yes, we are. And uh, we we're might, ready. We're ready to go. Yeah, we might actually finish... Um, we might actually watch Attack of the Clones, because let's face it, the reason we stopped was the thought of watching that movie <laughs> was just yeah. too much. Yeah, um, no, I was actually thinking about that the other day, and I thought we do really need to finish at least the Star Wars fucking films. Finish what we started. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we've got a bit of a special podcast for you tonight. We've um, not watched a movie, but there's been a lot going on in the world of entertainment, I and mean, yeah, particularly the branch of entertainment we're particularly interested in. So we're tonight going to talk about Star Wars and Game of Thrones. Yeah. And I will hand you over to my lovely co-host Matthew, who is Yes, hello. hosting tonight. So Oh god. What do you want to talk about? I don't about? know what to do. Yeah, so this is our Disney slash Game of Thrones slash Star Wars um, state of sort of podcast, I guess. Because there's been a lot happening in those areas. It's a hell of a state. It is. Um, so what I've done today, I've taken about, I don't know, three minutes out of my work day to type up this nice little document here um, with various talking points. Yeah, so just to give you an idea of what he's done, um, I normally <clears throat> scribble a few notes on a piece of paper before we start. Um, he has a full-blown agenda. It's two A4 pages, it's printed, and it has the Disney, Game of Thrones and Star Wars logos at the top of the page. We're below a heading podcast yeah. ideas. It's very professional. Uh, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to shill these companies and brain uh, brainwash you into buying their merch. Well, that's what I'm doing. Done. <laughs> um, Sold. But there's also a big black thing over the text because I'm not allowed to read it. So I will be going yeah. into this with some you. of it is redacted <laughs> um, until I read out one specific part, which I think is fucking brilliant. Yeah. Um, so without further ado, what I will do is bring up the first point. Yep. Um, which is point one. Point number one: the Star Wars Episode Nine trailer, the latest trailer. Um, our yes. thoughts on it, etc. So, one thing I wanted to bring up just initially was the votes, up and down votes on YouTube. Okay. On the video. So, on the normal Star Wars account, at the time of typing my agenda up, <laughs> there were four hundred seventy-two thousand upvotes. Yep. And there were 84,000 downvotes. Yeah. Okay. On the, the interesting one is, on the Star Wars UK YouTube account, there were 19,000 upvotes and there was 8.8 thousand downvotes. Wow. Which is quite a considerable amount. Um, we've both seen the trailer. Yeah. Um, what did you think of it? Uh, I, I think what, what I said... To- about it the first time I saw it mm-hmm. was that it seemed like a good trailer but not for a Star Wars film mm. like if I'd seen that as just a random trailer before a movie I'd have thought oh that looks alright I yeah. quite fancy seeing that it's got action it's got decent special effects <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like a Star Wars <clears throat> film and it certainly doesn't feel like a part of the trilogy no Taking into account the two films that we've had up until now, mm. I, I, yeah, I get that. I think the one thing for me that I thought pretty much straight after finishing it, and I, I didn't feel like this with Force Awakens trailer. I didn't feel like this with the Last Jedi trailer, even though we know how that film turned out. But anyway, 
When I finished this one, I felt absolutely nothing. I didn't care. I, I wasn't excited by it. Um, it just seemed like a completely random bunch of crap. Um, like some sort of crazy, wacky adventure movie. Yeah. That just happens to chuck a bit of Palpatine in there. And a bit of Lando. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm, I don't really care. Like, I will see it. Mm. You know, I'm not going to do the whole boycott fucking Disney thing. Nah. I'll probably finish it and think, I wish I did do that. Um, I'm still going to watch the film. But but I'm just not interested in it. <laughs> you I never know, care. you might enjoy it. You might enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, I might do. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I enjoyed it more the second time I saw it. Mm. There's certain aspects of it that I do like. So one, the music. Yeah. That slow version of like the Star Wars theme. Just mm. actually, the second time I watched it, kind of got me where it was supposed to. Kind of like feeling this, you know, yeah. this saga is coming to an end. Mm. Um, I mean, it's quite cool seeing like, le- like you know, Leia in there. Yeah. Obviously they've, they've used old footage. I mean, how badly do you have to plan and fuck up a trilogy where you end up with two... OT characters that get murdered who are alive in real life and the, the only one that's actually dead in real life is still alive for your final <laughs> film um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean well, really to be fair though I think they kind of you always got the impression I think they said that film 1 was Harrison Ford's film 2 was Mark yeah, Hamill's yeah, film yeah. 3 was always going to be Carrie Fisher's mm-hmm. and obviously what happened happened yeah um, but yeah, I just... There's like one note that I have made on it. And I think the the fight between um, Kylo Ren and... Um, fuck, what's her name? Ray. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't... Mary. <laughs> Mary. Mary Sue. Um, between Ray looked quite good. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I just thought when I was watching it was it's Obi-Wan versus Anakin just with water, not lava. Mm. that side-on view of them engaged with the splashing water behind. I was yeah. like, just dye it red. It would and look just like the Do fight. we reckon she's going to win for a third time? Probably. Yeah. Probably. Kind of kind of sick of seeing Kylo Ren getting beat. Especially <laughs> seeing as he's the best uh, yeah. character. The one thing that I did notice was that leaked photograph you sent me. Yeah. Which... I, I do think actually we should talk we should make a point with this Star Wars thing is we're we're talking spoilers up until the trailer. Mm-hmm. Including the trailer, but nothing that's been leaked. Yeah. We're not okay, gonna yeah. talk anything about that. No no. Um but saying that The thing is the leaks are out there. They are for people to read. I've read them. I won't bring any anything up. No, but they I've are not. There. But that person there seems like they're wearing quite a familiar mask. D- do they? <laughs> to me, yes. Okay. So, anyway. Well, we maybe, to... maybe not great for an uh, audio medium. But... No, yeah, you can't <laughs> see the thing I'm talking no. about. But, um, yeah, that... The problem is, I know you know what happens in this movie. Yeah. So I want to talk to you about it, but I know I yeah, can't. Yeah, we, we won't bring that up. Yeah. We'll, just, we'll just watch it crash and burn when it comes <laughs> out. Um, yeah, you're pretty convinced it's going to be bad. Yeah, I think it's going to be a disaster, but... The thing is, apparently they're still, up until very recently, they were still doing reshoots. They had something like six different endings, which were allegedly um, sort of, I don't know what they call it, like screen tested maybe. So like in front of a few random people, they would have shown 
these different endings and gone, what did you think of it? Yeah. And from what I've heard, they all sucked. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not positive about this film. I, I think it's going to be crap. I, I honestly don't. And I get. I know your opinion in this matter, but I don't understand why they're calling this the end of the Skywalker saga. Mm. Because we all know they're making more Star Wars films. Mm. I don't understand why they can't continue this story at some point. I can appreciate it might reach some finality mm. potentially at the end of this. But I just feel they're almost shooting themselves in the foot by saying that there's no opportunity for an episode 10. And all Star Wars films from now on are going to be set in this universe but not part of this story. Yeah. Okay. So my you probably know my opinion on it. My opinion on it is I'm glad they're ending it. Yeah. And they're going to stop stomping all over it. And if they came out in, I don't know, four years, five years time and said, right, we've got a new film. It's set... A thousand years in the future or the past, not related to this specific story and characters. Great. Yeah. Do it. But this is the thing, because it's that we know they're making more. There's movies slated. Yeah. For Star Wars films. I just don't understand why they are completely saying that this is the end. And mm. there's certain Star Wars tropes which they've kind of said are part of the Star Wars uh, the Skywalker saga. Like the opening crawl. Now I know this is a small thing and it doesn't really matter, mm. but the thought of now I'm going to go and watch more Star Wars movies, but none of them are going to have the Star Wars fly back from the screen and have an opening quarter. Oh, no. What, why? Rogue One didn't have one, did it? No. Did it? Or, or in Solo. No, no it they, they no. made the point that That's it, yeah. the Skywalker saga had the crawl. Yeah, and the font was different. The yeah. actual tech, uh, title font. Yeah, that's all right. The, and that's it. So all the other films. So, I mean, you know, let's face it, they can go back on that. And they can yeah. do what they want. Oh, it'll be it'll be the old switcheroo, won't it? Yeah, yeah. We're we're definitely not doing that. Hundred percent. Five years down the line. Oh, yeah. you know, you thought we were we weren't going to do it again. Here you go. Yeah. Here's episode eleven point five or something. You know, some crap. But the thing is, though, in five years' time, or not even say five years' time, in ten years' time or fifteen years' time, mm. could you say like, okay, we're going to have episode ten, and it will follow Ray Palpatine's child, and <laughs> fucking. <laughs> We'll see the. Um, I have no. I've not read any spoilers, so you can't have a go at me if that's true. Um, but <laughs> carry on. Um, they. Um, oh. you know what I mean, I just think they're sort of. Mm. I, I I get why you don't want this to continue, and I understand yeah. that in the sense that in five years' time, I know you don't want episode ten with Ray. Finn and um, Poe running round. Well, well, do you know? Do you know what I, I think would be very Disney esque is if they actually did that, and they had some completely new Jedi who had these powers out of like nowhere, right? And they had to find Ray, but Ray was some depressed, like decrepit hermit on an island <laughs> drinking <laughs> drinking tit milk, right? Disney would never do that to to perfect Ray. They would never. Ruin her character like that. No. I'm just going to throw that out there. But wouldn't it be fantastic to watch? <laughs> be the meltdown. Oh, I'd love it. Anyway. Can't do that to a female character. No. Oh, no. Look at all those, young, all those young girls who's looked mm. up to her. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, so, the one interesting thing I said to you was, I actually watched the... Um, I watched the trailer with my dad the other day. Ah yes, I was interested in, in and, hearing this. And um, he he watched it, 
he actually he thought it looked really good. Really? He was like dead excited for it. Mm. Now, bear in mind, so he's seen The Last Jedi once in the cinema okay. when it came out and enjoyed it. Didn't think it was brilliant. Mm. Bear in mind, you and I both said it was the best fucking film ever made after we first saw it. Yeah. Um, he was like, I remember him saying like he didn't enjoy it as much as, as I did, but he thought it was good. He thought Force Awakens was really good. He actually really enjoyed the trailer. Mm-hmm. It set him up like, oh god, it looks really, really exciting. Okay. All right. And I'm like, so then that's how I've looked at it. I thought, yeah, do you know what? It is quite an exciting trailer. So you've got the sort of the slow start. You then have, I mean, I love that shot of the blockade runner through the trees. That looks mm. amazing. You've got the Millennium Falcon in front of that armada. So you're like, yeah, it's gonna have a big battle. The stuff that pisses you and I off, he actually thought was cool. Like, the okay. people riding. Like, I'm looking yeah. at that the same way you are. I was like, what the fuck are people doing on I horses really... on top of a Star Destroyer? I'm like, at this point, I'm like, what is it with horse-type animals in this fucking well, franchise? Exactly. Come on. But what he saw was <clears throat> people riding into battle. Yeah. Okay. And that's the thing, like, so... And I think this is where it's Disney... Because mm. it's not aimed at you and me, it's aimed at everyone. And it's aimed mm. at fucking Gen Z and mm. that kind of thing. Yeah. And I just... No, I can see it, I suppose. You yeah. know, I just... Yeah. No, that's interesting. I, I, but, I, when you said, oh, I, I want to tell you what my dad thought, I thought he was going to say it looked like shit. No. So I'm actually... Yeah, that's, that's But cool. no, he was just like... I remember... So, but again, like... He's not going to go in front of a microphone with his mate and talk about this trailer because he doesn't care that much. <laughs> no. That's the whole no, point. He's, he's not that pathetic. No, exactly. <laughs> he, um, he's just a very casual fan. Yeah, and afterwards yeah. he went... And the bit when it came up, the saga ends, he was like, oh, that mm. line was really like, oh mm. my God. So I actually think for the general population, it kind of achieved what yeah. it was supposed to, which is to make people a bit excited about Star Wars again after the... Solo disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, fair enough. But do you know what? I'm getting my Obi Wan thing. It's not a movie. It's a TV show. Mm. But I'm still happy. I'm getting Obi Wan. Yeah. And I will be watching that. Regardless. Oh yeah, for sure. And I've, unless is there anything else you want to say about the trailer? No, nope. other than it didn't really do much for me. But we will see in December. I didn't find it as disappointing as the first trailer. Oh, when she backflips over the yeah yeah, and the the whole the trailer is absolutely nothing except for a bloke at the end going hey, 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 hey. yeah, old old palps Papa Palpatine yeah, golf Papa Palpatine yeah, sheave fucking sheave. All right, so sheavers, sheavers. <laughs> so that was that was the old um, that was the old at nine trailer. Yep. Um, what was our what was our next point there? Well, you've got the agenda, my friend. The state of Star Wars in general. <laughs> I think we've probably covered this in every podcast we've done. Yeah. Um, I think we we all know the fandom's in a bit of a disarray. <laughs> um, you know, you can see it in like, all right, it's not a great deal of downvotes and such on the trailer, but there's there is a lot of negativity well, and sort of. I'm negative. I'm negative about about these films now. That's the thing, and I wasn't. Yeah. But I'm just... It does. It just pisses me off. Well, we talk about the state of Star Wars. So let's <clears> look at what Star Wars was. Yeah. Um, say, two weeks ago. So what did we know? We know we've got Episode Nine coming out this year, mm-hmm. which is the final Skywalker saga. Yeah. We know that the anthology films have gone. Mm-hmm. We know that Rian Johnson is making a trilogy. Apparently that might be up in the air as well. 
Well, as was two weeks ago. Though, I don't think it's been confirmed, so yeah. But we, so Rian Johnson's making a trilogy, and yeah. David Benioff and W.D. Weiss are making a trilogy. Mm. We also have The Mandalorian debuting, yeah. and we also have the Obi-Wan TV show yeah. confirmed. Mm-hmm. So that, up until recently, was the state of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Go. <laughs> so, so that was, yeah, that's what we assumed it was until this week when things went absolutely insane yeah so we're going to talk about um so if i just if i just skip one one page ahead then just for for a, a minute so one of the things we've obviously found out uh I believe it was on the 28th two days ago is that D or david benioff and db weiss as they're called whatever um, their Star Wars trilogy is now no longer going ahead. They've pulled out. They have pulled out of Star Wars. Been fired? Pulled out? Don't know. Apparently pulled out. Pulled out because they've got a um, multi-hundred million deal with Netflix to create exclusive content. Yeah, 200 million, wasn't it? Wasn't 200 million dollars. Yeah, I think. Um, it seems like a hell of a lot of money. It is a lot. And what are they going to do? I mean, one of them, I don't remember which one, one of them released or wrote a film with, I think it was starring Will Smith. It's on Netflix or something. Gemini oh. Man or Gemini Men or something. Oh, okay. Um, apparently it was awful and it bombed quite hard. <laughs> um, but that was written by one of them. Um, I'm glad they've got nothing else to do with Star Wars. Um, just after, you know them sort of rushing Game of Thrones and all the other stuff that's sort of come to light recently about them just really not having a fucking clue what they're doing the whole time. Yeah, well, I think we're going to come to that a bit later yeah. on. But I'm, yeah, this is the thing. I keep thinking, like, what would have happened if um, they had made um, Empire Strikes Back? Well, you'd have had Luke waking up from being in the back to tank mm. and Leia would have fucked him in front of Han and mm. Chewie, mm. and there would have been a whole, like, her probably ripe, wiping cum off her mouth, mm. and then turning around and saying whatever she said. And that's, what, that's their thing. Yeah. How does, I don't understand how you look at what they've made, which is Game of Thrones, because they've not made anything else, mm. and go, that'll work for Star Wars. My only thought is, obviously we know the first three, kind of four seasons of Game of Thrones were adapted fairly accurately from the books now was the idea in getting these two in that they were to adapt a story that was already in the universe so maybe like an eu book or potentially uh, like old republic sort of thing to get them to adapt something but a bit like the opposite of what's happened with this trilogy where the lucas film have just basically said to them make what you want yeah they would actually be given like we want you to make this mm-hmm. but mm. I don't know. I don't. I, I really don't know why they were even considered. But then again, at the time, well, they were the biggest thing in you know Hollywood. At the the time. whole show was considered fucking mind blowing. It was only really the last season or two that really, really went downhill. But to be fair, I think season <clears throat> seven everyone forgave until they saw season eight, and then you look back at season seven, you see all the cracks. Yeah, but um, but no, I mean myself. Yeah, I'm I'm glad they've they've walked away they can do what they want on Netflix um, you know fair play to them if they do well they do well but I don't think they will um, yeah 
tonight. So just talking about the general state of Star Wars, mm. and I think we've, I think I said this on the Force Awakens um, uh, podcast. There just seems to be some really small changes they could have made to the Force Awakens in particular <clears throat> that would have made the whole thing make so much more sense. Mm. And this is so that my two big bugbears. One is the First Order. Yeah, being the first order and not the empire, and that ties into as well the Republic yeah. in the new Star Wars films. Now I know for a fact that I said all that Force Awakens needed was a even a two minute scene at the start of the film where you've got that it's clearly some sort of leader in the Senate that you see get blown up when the star when Starkiller base destroys that planet. Oh, fires all those yeah. things off, yeah. And it focuses on one particular woman. Mm-hmm. All we needed was a shot of her talking to Leia, with Leia yeah. asking her for assistance, like, we need help for the First Order. Mm-hmm. They're more powerful than you think. They're not just a fractured cell of the Empire from deep space. Mm. We need to do something about them. Other lady then going, no, they're nothing. You know, this is the Great Republic. Mm. They can't do anything to us. Then Leia leaves. Half an hour later, the First Order blows up that planet Mm. and we see her die. All of a sudden, one, that has impact because we know who she is. Two, this whole universe then makes sense that Mm. that's why Leia's in a resistance. The Republic did exist but it didn't consider the first order to be a threat. Mm. The first order was something small, which is, and then, which we know, but we know this because we've read stuff on the internet that has said that. Yeah. And I just find that so unbelievably frustrating. The other thing that pisses me off is the fact that that planet wasn't Coruscant. Mm. Now, if you're a kid who starts with episode one, Mm. works your way through, you will think that is Coruscant because it's a, it is a planet-wide city, as far as we can see from the small amounts of shots we get. And for three of those movies, three of the six movies we've seen before, feature Coruscant. Mm. So you will assume that That's the planet, is, yeah. that they're going... And this is the thing, they're tiny things, and you can get away with it by saying it's not Coruscant. And it mm. could all happen in that two-minute scene, because yeah, yeah. she could turn around and say... Like, you know, Leia could say something like, you know, the Outer Rim planets are, you know, with the First Order. And then this woman could go, well, that's why we moved the capital from the Inner Rim in Coruscant yeah. to this planet. Just a little bit of dialogue again, just to... Yeah. I'm not saying it should all be exposition, because mm. it shouldn't be. And I'm not saying that it should all has to make sense. I'm not like, oh, well, in episode four... Or so, you know, that's not what I'm saying at all. <laughs> yeah. But for me, even now, just watching from the movies... That universe does not make any sense. It's like mm. fucking Johnny Cochran doing the Chewbacca defense. Yeah. It does not make sense. It does not make sense. If the glove doesn't fit, the, you must acquit. Exactly. <laughs> or does fit, or whatever if he the says. glove fits, yeah, you must acquit. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, so yeah, and that's the thing. And it just, it just doesn't make well, any sense. You, you, yeah, you bring up like the the first part you said about um, just changing that that one little sort of part. I ke- I see it all the time online where people have gone well why didn't they do this this and this and that would have explained this character's motivations and it would have explained why this happened and why this was allowed to happen and everyone's going mate what how like you've just come up with that and it's amazing and it makes sense how could these people not come like they're writers they write film scripts and films how can they not come up with anything similar to this or like even on the same level as this 
I think half the problem I, is, ju- I just don't get it. The I problem is with J.J. Abrams, I, I honestly think he's a great director. And when he puts his mind to doing certain things like Super 8, I think they're great films. Mm. But there's a thing that I saw the other day, and it's actually it's produced by Bad Robot, and it is actually a mystery box. And it is a box with a... Do you know what I mean by cryptics? Not They're in sure. the Da Vinci Code, so it's basically like a tube which has got six discs on it okay. with letters on. And what you have to do is put the letters in the right order. So it's a bit like a padlock. Right, okay. But when you get it in the right way, it opens. Mm. And it comes, comes with a letter, and it costs X amount of money. And basically it's a letter written by J.J. Abrams. Mm. And this box, it says to you basically, the box has something in it, but it implores you not to open it. Even though you've bought it, Mm. And all the clues you need to work it out are in the letter. Like if you, it's just text, but the clue is there. Mm. But that's the whole point: is that the mystery inside the box is more powerful than actually what is in the box. Yeah, and absolutely. that is what yeah. he is so good at creating. Yeah. And he did that with the Force Awakens. So he created the mystery of who is Kylo Ren, who is Rey, mm. who is Snoke. Snoke, and then Rian Johnson just pissed all over it. See. <sighs> I know I, I bring this up all the time, but I just... You're Rian Johnson, right? You've been given a Star Wars film. Not only to direct, but to actually write. Write and direct a Star Wars sequel, right? At the time of him starting to write the film, he hadn't even seen The Force Awakens. He'd only written it based on the script. On The Force Awakens script. Right? Why... I, what I just cannot get my head around is if you watch the film like when we when we saw it and yeah you have them questions who is Rey like where's she come from Snoke Kylo Ren you know the Knights of Ren all that stuff how could he not see that and try and come up with just some sort of decent half decent answer to them questions it's like he just got them literally got them and threw them over his shoulder like the fucking lightsaber thing it's it's just so underwhelming I know he's trying to do it in his own way and like you know hashtag subvert expectations but it's just shit but I don't think he is 100% responsible because Mm. he didn't make that film without anybody else reading his script it ultimately it falls to the producers Mm-hmm. at Lucasfilm who didn't do anything about it yeah. and they read that script and went yes you make that and he said at some point I mean he didn't just get given the pen and paper and got told go off and do what you want to do mm. he would have had a pitch so he would have pitched his story he would have pitched the fact that he was going to take it off in a completely different direction mm. and pitched that he would make something that's completely different to what Star Wars has seen before mm. and Kathleen Kennedy and all the other mm. top notch and you know Iger at Disney would have gone yes you mm. do that yeah yeah and I think so I mean yeah Johnson, Ryan Johnson made in its and it stand alone a decent movie mm. like it looks good pacing's okay it's alright I don't think he's wholly responsible for what he's done to the saga as a whole. Yeah, I mean, you know, I can sit here and I can, I can bitch about Rian Johnson all I want, but they've got the story group, haven't they? They've got, like you say, the producers. They've got all these people involved in, in, in this film and in these scripts. So There's people that have worked at Lucasfilm that have lived and breathed everything about Star Wars their entire lives. Mm. 
no one stopped it happening. Mm. So. But, like, did they just not... You know when, he, when he'd made it, and it was like, they had this, maybe like a rough cut of the film, and they sat down and they watched it. I can't, um, I, I just cannot, for the life of me, believe that not one person said, this is, this isn't going to work, this mm. is garbage. Like, did they all just sit there going, yep, yeah, that's, that's great, let's get it edited, get yeah. it finalised, send it out. I, I can't believe that. I no. really can't. Sorry. It's but, just... But they must have done. Yeah. For it to happen. I, that, that's the thing. But how? I just, I, I just, it baffles me. It really does baffle me how not one, you know. But, I don't know, whatever. It's happened, doesn't it? Um, my last comment on, mm. I see this is sort of about the episode nine trailer, but it's kind of like the state of Star Wars. It's more state of Star Wars than the episode nine trailer. Yeah. So the episode nine trailer obviously introduces the fact that Palpatine is a big factor. Yeah. I'm assuming that the planet this takes place on is Endor because it would make sense for the Death Star to crash onto Endor. And it's there's a forest bit. So mm. I, there's going to be Ewoks. <laughs> Let's face it. Oh, so I didn't even think of that. There will be Ewoks. Um, actually, the Ewoks will probably be real fucked up because of all the climate change that's happened after the Death mm. Star crash. But anyway, um, I, the only problem is I don't think... <clears throat> This film makes sense in the trilogy that it's set in. No, nope, it doesn't. Because this film appears to me, off the trailer, to heavily focus on plot elements from the previous trilogy. Yes. So it's Palpatine as a villain, it's the Death Star as a setting, it's more than likely going to be Endor, but it'll probably, let's face it, Force Awakens was set on Tatooine with a different name, so maybe yeah. it'll be Endor with a different name. The way, the way I'm seeing this so far is... This is like Return of a Jedi. Yeah. This is go- this is going to be like the rip-off of rip-offs, I think. Yeah. It's going to be... But We're in for it. The thing is, this movie just doesn't make sense sat in that trilogy when you've got two films... Two previous no. films have basically ignored the What's original trilogy. It's going to be so disjointed, I think, when they're all out. Yeah. It's going to be like... And this might be controversial, mm. but we'll see what you think. I've been thinking a lot recently. I actually think the best Star Wars film to come out since Return of the Jedi is Rogue One. Okay. And the reason I think that is because Rogue One is the sequel to Return of the Jedi that we all wanted. Although it is a Mm. prequel, I get it's a prequel, Mm -hmm. but it is the continuation of the story in the original trilogy. Yeah. It tells us more about that time and although it's set before A New Hope, that is still telling us more about that story. Yeah. That is the sequel that I wanted. And it does it without breaking anything or... No. I mean, all right, people. there are people who don't like that film, but it is great. It yeah. is really good. And the thing about it is, is so this whole... This film doesn't make sense in this trilogy because you've had two films previous that have been adding to the mythos rather than supporting the mythos. They've been adding new things, adding new characters. And all of a sudden, we're ending the the Skywalker saga after this movie, and all of a sudden, like, well, hang on a minute, we've been adding plot points for two movies, and now Mm. we have to bring them all to a close, and somehow tie this into the Skywalker saga. Because other than the fact, at this point, other than the fact that characters have been in it, and Kylo Ren is, in fact, a Skywalker, sort of... Mm -hmm. That's the only connection. 
there's not been any other real connection to the previous one. No. So we're ramming all this shit in. So we've got two films that have added rather than supporting. And that just takes back to actually, do you know what? Rogue One supported the original trilogy. Yeah. It took what we knew and it gave it more context. Mm. It showed us something that we knew about and we hadn't seen. And it actually, it actually sort of answered that question in a, in a good way. Like how they got the plans. Yeah. And all that sort of stuff. You know, like I said before, it didn't ruin anything. No. Didn't break anything. Made sense within the within the universe. It was sort of like it felt to me like it was more the old. I mean, it probably wasn't, but it felt like the old sort of practical effects that they used to do. Yeah, so like it looked more like the original trilogy. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, that sort of. I, I don't know because obviously they've got the same ships. They've got the same. But it, to you me, know. it also... Do you know what? It felt like the Empire at work. You, it's mm. the only time you actually see the Empire as a thing yeah. that exists. And this whole idea that, yeah, do you know what? Normal people with children worked on it. Mm. Scientists. They weren't evil. They were just building stuff. Yeah. And you've got this... dip. Um, oh God, what's the word? Like, oh, God. Dictator? No. No, not dictator. Like, civil servant. He's just a... <laughs> don't know. Don't know. Just say civil servant. Fuck it. Um, yeah, God, that's going to really annoy me. You'll, gonna, you'll think of it I'm later. I'm going to scream it out in a bit. Um, but with director Krennic. And, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, yeah, it was cool because we saw the Death Star. I mean, the, the shots of the Death Star were beautiful. Mm. Um, we've got that kick-ass Vader at the end. Yeah. But do you know what? That's the thing. That's kind of why I don't... I didn't want the new trilogy to be fan service. Mm. I didn't want Darth Vader to be in it. No. But I just wanted those little tidbits of, yeah, do you know what? This is cool and we're going to do that. Yeah. And the only reason that the new films would make sense as a complete reboot is if they're bringing it, making it new for a new generation, which mm. they have, but now they're stopping. And they've said they're stopping because it's ending. So it's not a reboot. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, it just doesn't. It does yeah, not make it, sense. It's just been. It's just been poorly mismanaged. Bureaucrat. Bureaucrat. There you go. It's just been badly mismanaged. I mean, we all know that. Um, the films are going to be incredibly disjointed. I think from Force Awakens to Last Jedi is a massive, sort of jarring leap, and I think it's going to be the same going back to Episode Nine. Yeah. Personally. Um, yeah. So. Actually, the one thing I did want to bring up, which which does kind of tie into the state of Star Wars, is this your? This is my special. This is Matt's special item. Um, now, this is this isn't related to the films. This is related to one of the novels, which is actually canon. Um, I believe the book has been absolutely panned by reviews. It's been trashed. Basically, it's a book okay. called Aftermath, and it's written by a guy called Chuck Wendig. So I almost bought this book. Do not. Until I read the reviews. Yeah. So I will now read you one sentence <laughs> from this book, which has absolutely cemented the fact that I will never purchase or buy it in my, in my life. <laughs> okay. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Right. <clears throat> the tie wibbles and wobbles through the air, careening drunkenly across the Mirren rooftops it zigzags herkily jerkily out of sight. <laughs> oh, look. Herkily jerkily. 
Jesus. Apparently the writing is absolutely atrocious. Wibbles and wobbles. <sighs> Do you know what, though? I can picture what it's doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, I, the thing is, if, if an eight-year-old was to read this, they'd be like, that's cool. It's, it's herkily, jerkily, zigzagging. <laughs> Wibble. But, I mean, what garbage. And I thought, I saw it the other day, and I thought, I'll add it in, because it's quite funny. Poor, like, poor bastard. Can't write a book to save his life, but... You know. really, do you know what I'm thinking of right now? Like an anthropomorphic TIE fighter. So imagine like Thomas the Tank Engine, but a TIE fighter, like got eyes and face, <laughs> and it's going... It's like wings wailing around. Yeah. Fucking hell. But um, yeah, I thought, I'd, I thought I'd throw that one in. I quite like that. Pretty much sums up the state of Star Wars. Herkily-jerkily. So, as um, we herkily-jerkily, wibbly-wobbly fly towards episode nine. Yes. Oh, that's <laughs> going to be very wibbly-wobbly. Don't worry about that. Um, so, yeah. So, so we've talked a bit about um, Dan and Dave. Mm-hmm. Just a little. So, they were recently... Uh, at a, was it a Comic Con panel or some sort it of? It was. I can't remember what panel it was. It was. It was some sort of. Um, I don't know. Interview panel thing where there was load of load of guests there, and it's come to light that one one person on on Twitter who was actually in the audience, um, username at four aria, so obviously Game of Thrones fan, um, was tweeting. Um, some of the answers that the old D and D were giving. Um, now I've I've actually sort of copied and pasted a few of my a few of the more sort of tragic ones. Yeah, um, so you, I won't I won't go through all of them. You um, you sent me a lot of these um, the other night, and I was yeah. I was reading them in bed, and yeah. Um, was... And there's you know there's things they've said here like we'd never done TV and we didn't. Uh, sorry, David is describing the pre-meeting with, with George R.R. R. Martin, who was questioning their bona fides. don't know what that means. And we didn't really have any. We have never done TV. We don't know why he trusted us with his life's work. Nor do we! <laughs> um, um, I think that's quite telling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, bon- so bona fide just basically means, like, basically he's going through and seeing, like, what what... What have they done in the past? So, like, you'd oh. say, well, okay, I made this movie that did this. It's oh, kind of like, okay, so they had nothing. Yet. Is it, you like that thing, or is it a bona fide something? Yeah. It's like, kind of like, what, it's almost like your, your, your CV. Right, okay. All right, well, I've, I've, I'll read a couple more, out just because I think they're interesting, but, um, so they were talking about the pilot with a couple of friends who they, they let watch, watch the pilot they created. One of them was the guy who wrote Chernobyl. Um, Craig Mazin and then there was another couple of guys they acknowledged that the first pilot was full of basic writing mistakes so okay they're adapted from, from what I understand they were trying to adapt it essentially page to screen yeah like literally and it just did not work because like you didn't know that Jamie and Cersei were related and such and such um, and also another interesting one on here was most of the episodes were only 39 minutes long. Yeah. we. I they think... had to add an extra 100 minutes in because they were short. And that's that's where we got like the uh, Robert and Cersei scene yeah. and the Tyrion and Shay and Bronn scene where Tyrion explains his bit of his backstory. And I'm thinking that wouldn't have even been in the show. 
And that, then, that seemed to be quite an important well, thing, you know what I mean? I would say that scene between King Robert and Cersei is one of the best scenes where you actually... That's great. Because, do you know what? It's one of the... That scene really humanises yeah. Cersei because up until that point and what you see after is they're actually being pure evil. Mm. But there's this moment where she sits down with this bloke who has treated her so badly. Yeah. Hoard herself and slept with all these women and all this stuff. But there is this kind of spark between them. Yeah. And they're it, sort of laughing and I wouldn't it's not love. No. But it's affection. Yeah. And there is affection there and you kind of they make sense then as mm. a as a couple and as people. But it to me, like that proves alright, they were well short on the episodes, they had to add extra stuff in. Um but it proves that when they put their mind to it, they could get into these characters and they could actually write well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, they think HBO only went forward with the show because they had a lot of foreign pre-sales on the series. That was quite a telling yeah. one. Um, the only... I mean, there's a few here, but I won't read them all, but the, the, the one I really did want to bring up um, was this one. They were expressing regret about putting the baby on the block of ice and him screaming. <laughs> The mother was not happy because Dan just kept talking about a close-up of the baby's penis. Now, okay, sounds a bit fucked up. Apparently, the reasoning behind it was he wanted to make it certain to the audience that the baby was a boy. Right. Even though all the story they set up previously... With the it, boys. It was quite obvious that Craster sacrificed the boys yeah. and kept the girls. And I think the whole audience knew that. Yeah. Um, so, wanting to focus on that... Probably not necessary, um, but quite and also funny. putting a baby on ice. Yeah, I mean, would they not have just got like a glass thing and maybe just well put like a you know like some graphic effects to make it look like ice? But the thing is, you think, well, yeah, okay, do it for real, but you just do it, you get the shot, and you're done. Yeah, I mean, it's a baby. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But you don't want to get into maybe they wanted to reproduce the cover of Nirvana's CD, <laughs> possibly <laughs> on yeah. ice. Yeah. Um, so the last one from that I'll, I'll just bring up is um, the interviewer asked him, did you really sit down and try to boil the elements of the books down? Did you really try to understand its major elements? They answered, no, <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> I mean, you can't fault their honesty here. No. You know, whatever. No, we didn't. The scope was too big. It was about the scenes we were trying to depict and the show was about power. Don't agree, but that's fine. At least they were honest. They are. Oh, but I just wonder that that statement mm. I, is horrendous on yeah. what they've said. But then I start thinking about the context of the books, mm -hmm. and I start thinking, well, actually, does what they say make a tiny bit of sense? It, when you think about, they pretty much. Um, Sorry, just opened <laughs> in a can. <laughs> Carry on. Pretty much adapted the first three books. Pretty much chapter for chapter. Mm -hmm. Season one, certainly so. And then seasons three and four, taking up book three. Yeah. Now, if you then look at the scope of Feast for Crows and The Dance of Dragons. Mm, yeah. I mean, we could talk about that for hours. If you we? take just purely those two books mm -hmm. into consideration, that comment suddenly makes a hell of a lot of sense. That the scope of those novels is yeah. so huge that they actually had to go, do you know what? 
we need to focus on the story we're telling. And I think maybe they've done themselves a bit of an injustice there with the way that they've answered the question. Yeah, because I mean, A Feast for Crows was more sort of, you know, we've had the, we've had the, the big houses fighting. We've had the, the lands burnt and pillaged and raped and whatnot. And it was sort of, you know, our, the, the normal characters we know travelling that land and actually seeing firsthand what had happened and sort of like, you know, Brienne's going through the countryside and the riverlands and it's burnt. Everything's burnt, all the houses are destroyed and all that sort of stuff. So it's seeing like the consequence of these major houses yeah. and the power that they've got. So, yeah, the thing I is, can, I can see that. It's not good. <laughs> no. I'll, I'll say it's no. not good. It's my least favourite. And I think... I don't, I, yeah, Feast for Crows for me is a, is a struggle. It really is. And that's the thing. So, you, you, you know, they can't then adapt that. No. They have to do what they did. I mean, I think they made some fundamental mistakes. I mean, Dawn, for example, oh, was a massive error. It was awful, yeah. Um, but I just think... Well, I mean, look at George R. R. Martin himself has basically said that his plan was to have a five years later. Yeah. Five-year gap, yeah. And then he would pick up. And then when he started writing it, he realised he would have to sell so much backstory for this boring five years where they'd people just grow yeah. that he had to write it into a book. So he himself is admitting that he didn't even want to write that book. Mm. That book just had to happen to fill in backstory. Yeah. So what are they meant to do? Are they meant to have three seasons with absolutely piss-all happening? Mm. I... <sighs> I think, you know, I, I'm not a massive fan of the of those two. Um, they did they did really well in the first few seasons. Not even though they didn't really know what they were doing. Um, I do think the the blame doesn't lie completely with them. Um, I do think they're on, you know, under the understanding that by the time they got round to needing that extra material, that George would have actually released a book in. Yeah, eight, seven, eight years, which quite clearly didn't happen. Um, I I do think George is partly to blame um, for not releasing any any bloody books on time, for quite frankly slowing down the last two books to a, a bit of an unbearable pace compared to the first three. So I think they were they would have kind of been doomed either way. Yeah. Um, you know, I know George and HBO wanted 10 seasons. HBO were willing to pay them and they didn't want to do it because they'd, quotes, already wasted X amount of years of our life. Yeah, that annoys Which me. I think, do you know what? No, fuck you. You signed up to adapt this. You knew what you were getting into. Well, they've just signed the $200 million in that yeah. fix, so they've done all right out of it. Exactly. Um, yeah, so, you know, that's that. But can I, can I just read out this one bit of... Um, very tasty satire that I, I read earlier that I had to write down. Go on. You're, you're like this. So this is part of the um, them quitting the Star Wars yeah. trilogy. So the title was Game of Thrones writers quit Star Wars after learning franchise has already been ruined. <laughs> While we were initially excited to ruin such an iconic <laughs> franchise of Star Wars, we were upset to learn that Rian Johnson has already completely trashed the hollow husk left after George Lucas's prequels, explained Weiss this afternoon. As far as we could tell, anything we did as directors of the new trilogy would be a step up. And I'm afraid that's just not our style. <laughs> just, just a nice little jab there. I, I, I kind of like that. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, 
I mean, before I think because before we move on, I do have one yeah. point. Yeah, just on. to make about more about between Star Wars, but I think there's so many parodies between the Game of Thrones situation and the Star Wars situation. It's very much a united sort of front. I think it's the same thought behind yeah. it. So one, I mean, so the creators are both called George, for example. Mind blown. I know. <laughs> Shit. But no, but no, in all seriousness, so a couple of things. So one thing you said there, like we're talking about there, that the pilot was bombed when they showed it to a select group of friends. Mm-hmm. What happened with A New Hope? He showed it yeah, to Steven absolutely. Spielberg, Martin, Martin Scorsese, and they were like, this is shite. Yeah. And he went back and redid and, it. And Phantom Menace. Remember there's that video on YouTube of him showing it to like the executives oh, yeah. they're like, what the fuck yeah. is this? Like looking at it, yeah. Um, so that was something yeah. that really stood out to me was Never that, thought of that they took it, they, they made what they wanted to make and then other people got involved. And I think this is the thing that really stood out for me is so I've put D&D like George Lucas. They've got an idea. So mm. their idea is to adapt Game of Thrones. George Lucas's idea was to make this um, wagon train in space. Mm-hmm. Or was that Star Trek? Was the wagon train in space? Never mind. Anyway, uh, whatever it is, so the, this space opera. Mm. Now, I always maintain that the best bits of Star Wars weren't necessarily created by George Lucas. I think what makes Star Wars amazing is the music and the sound. Yeah. So, like lightsabers are cool, not because they're laser swords, but because they make that noise. Mm-hmm. That is why they are awesome. Mm-hmm. Star Wars is the original trilogy was amazing because it was a group of filmmakers collaborating to make an amazing thing. Yeah. With, you know, the different directors directing each movie, um, just a great team of board. Mm-hmm. You know, like the look of Darth Vader, that didn't come from George Lucas, that no. came from Ralph McQuarrie's sketchbook. Mm-hmm. The sound came from oh, Ben Burt. Yeah, the, the, some of the concept art. Yeah, for Star Wars is is unbelievable, and yeah, they obviously use a lot of it. So R two D two sounds so cool mm. because of Ben Burt. You give George Lucas free range, and he does it all himself with the prequels, and they <clears throat> weren't that good. No, I think Game of Thrones is the same. I think you got together a creative team led by D and D, but the costume designers. The mm. set designers, mm-hmm. all that came together. Oh, the people yeah. like Brian, you're going to say his name, I can't remember it. Cogman. Cogman, directing, mm. that created this incredible show. Mm. Now, they've got the accolade in the same way that George Lucas gets the accolade for creating Star Wars. But actually, Game of Thrones, I believe, was a collaboration of a lot of incredibly talented oh, people yeah. that became, you know, arguably the greatest TV show ever made. And in the same way that Star Wars, arguably the greatest film franchise ever made, was a collaboration of people. It wasn't just down to George Lucas, wasn't just down to D&D. Mm-hmm. And when D&D took full reign of writing and everything at the end, it went to tits. In yeah. the same way that Star Wars went to tits when George Lucas yeah. took over Thorley. So, very, very good point. Um, there was one thing I read the other day. It's very sort of similar to what you're talking about. Is when they had those three first books to adapt that were relatively tight tight tightly written well written books okay and they did it well and feast for crows dance for dragons right they're a bit looser they're a bit more not a lot going on blah 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 there was something i read that basically said 
it's like they've they weren't confident at the start. They didn't know what they were doing, so they had other people helping them. When they came around to adapting Feast for Crows and Dance of Dragons, they'd essentially become more confident with what they'd done to begin with and thought, we can rewrite this. We can make this better. Mm. Which, quite clearly, they've tried to do because they've cut characters, they've cut storylines, they've changed things completely. So it's like they've, they've seen the parts of those books that maybe not the majority, but a lot of the fan base disliked yeah. and thought they could do better mm-hmm. with their own writing. And I think that is a major factor of why they have fucked it up. But, like you said, if they did adapt them books, page to page, chapter to chapter, whatever, it would have been pretty yeah. boring telly. See, the thing is, I think... At- I can understand why they cut Dawn because if they sat down with George R. R. Martin and he said that young Griff Aegon is not going to become king mm. and potentially he's not even Aegon Targaryen, I could see them going, right, we don't need to dedicate a whole season because it would have been 10 episodes at least to tell that story. Mm. So we can lose that. But they obviously still wanted to have Dawn in there mm. somehow. So mm. they did what they did. I don't agree with what they did, but I kind of understand why they cut that storyline. Yeah. I do not get why they cut Lady Stoneheart. No. I think that's the, that is the, literally the biggest mistake they made. The, one of the coolest characters and the yeah. thought of seeing her coming back. I mean, okay, so picture it like this. You've got the Red Wedding and you've got all the Red Wedding reaction videos on YouTube and all that and everyone's like, oh my God, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine people's reactions if they'd have kept the Lady Stoneheart storyline in. Oh. And like the season ends. So it's sort of like you've got the last scene, which is maybe, I don't know, Danny riding off somewhere. And it sort of goes a little bit black. Then it, it comes back in and you're in like this cave and there's a bit of dialogue and then it sort of pans up and it's her. Yeah, potentially Jamie's been captured yeah, or something like something that. something like that. And it sort of pans up. And they're like, oh, she don't speak no more. Because that's yeah. what he says in the book. And it, like, her throat's been slit. And it, it pans up, and it's her. And yeah. I think people the, would have lost the plot. And, the, you know, like, the scratches down her yeah. face. Yeah. I, and the, the, the worst thing was it about it was that, like, the book readers had got used to things being cut. But I don't think they thought that would be cut. Mm. And then we kind of, for about three seasons, expected her to show up somewhere along the way. Mm. And I wish they'd have kind of just said from the start, we've cut this character. Yeah. Because yeah. then the whole time I was waiting for her. Well, the thing is you had, I mean, you had the season three finale episode, which was called like Misa, which is mother in Valyrian or whatever it was. And people were like, oh, yeah. It's going to be her. And then there was something in season four. And then I think season five, there was a song called Mother's Mercy. Yeah. And it was like, you can picture her coming back to that song and like acting out her revenge sort of thing. And I think, yeah, they were, people were strung along a lot. Yeah. And I think the last season they, they could have really pulled it off would have been season six, where you had the Brotherhood Without Banners. Yeah. And like Lem Lemon Cloak and all that shit. Yellow Cloak or whatever it was called. Um, it kind of would have made sense and then it didn't happen and I was like no it's not happening confirmed it can't no but I'll tell you what we've we've slagged them off a lot and we've slagged off their changes mm. 
I'll give you one change, which I think was good. Um, I think that having Sansa rather than fake Arya marry Ramsay worked in the show. <laughs> in the show. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> just giving Sansa something to do. I just, you know, at the end of season four, yeah, when like she's in the Eyrie with Littlefinger. And she comes down the stairs and she's all dressed in black and she's like really confident and shit. Yeah. And you're like, fucking hell. Yeah. Like, this is cool. She's going to become a leader. Like, three episodes into season five. Now, nah, fuck that. You're going to Winterfell. You're going to get raped and married to uh, Ramsay. I'm like, what? Okay. Come on. I, yeah, okay. I completely agree with what that. I completely agree with that. And the only thing I would say is that from, an ep- from a show point of view, without having Jane... Paul mm-hmm. introduced early in the season and us following this kid for no fucking reason mm. it wouldn't have made any sense to have fake Arya because okay. we wouldn't have given a shit about her no. even though it's like oh it's a young girl but how many young girls did we see get abused in that show it's... or or it could have sort of been done a little bit off screen so like you've got characters going like oh Arya Stark's been captured by Ramsay and like he's married her and shit and you're like hang on what because like, we know Arya's not there. And then maybe there could just be the odd scene where it cuts to... Are they in Winterfell at that time? They are, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So it cuts to Winterfell and you've got like Ramsay with a girl with him. And it's like, it doesn't have to be, oh, this is her. Like no. exposition sort of shit. But you're like, well, hang on. Yeah. Like we're supposed to think that's her, but it's not. I, I think they, they could have done it in a bit of a subtle way yeah I, I mean I'm not saying that there was no way they could have done it I just think that mm. it gave that whole thing more power mm-hmm. with it being this girl that we'd known from day one okay that's all I'm kind yeah, of thinking I think it, of, of all the changes they made mm. that was the one that I think worked the best let's put okay. it that way then again you did have the the really good scene of when they actually got married in the in the Godswood, and like Theon gives her away, and it's yeah. like snowing, and that's the thing. Like we're that not, was an amazing scene. It was, and we're not going to have you look beautiful on your wedding night, oh we? Oh God! Watching his Why sister do you think get I'm planned. here? Shut, Bran. Dick. <laughs> was um, it you that said? Oh God, I got sent something the other day. It was a Bran Stark thing. So, well, while while you find that, I mean, we've had a good chat about about that sort of stuff. Um, Who had a better story than Bran yeah, the Bran broke. the Broken? Fucking hell. So yesterday, we had a little bit of Game of Thrones prequel news. Yeah, so um, um, the Game of Thrones prequel that I've been really quite looking forward to. Yeah. The uh, the Age of Heroes. Yeah, it's dead. Yeah. Do dead know, dead do, in the water. Do you know who wrote it? Mm, Other than Gurm. Don't know. It was Jonathan Ross's wife. Really? And she know. also wrote Kingsman. Really? Yeah. Fucking hell. Did not know that. So that's so why I was thinking like, oh God, so from the writer of Kingsman, so Kingsman plus Gurm. Mm. Fuck no. Okay, so I saw that and I was like, wow, things are really going crazy. You know, everything's going to shit. Everything's getting trashed. Um, this show was going to essentially be the White Walkers slash like the first long night. And it was all going to be like, I think the tagline was like, it's not what you expect or something. Right? Yeah. Now... I don't know about you, but I'm not overly fussed on the idea of more White Walkers knowing how it sort of ends with like, uh, 
you know, sort of yeah. Arya teleporting and smash, you know, sta- uh, stabbing him and such. Um, I actually think what they're planning to do with this other show is going to be a lot more interesting. So I think, and it's based on Germs. Well, I was just going to say. So the difference is, is this is adapting a rather large book, yeah, as opposed to a few pages out of the world of Ice and Fire. Mm. I've also just read, and I'm assuming it's true, that they've actually ordered 10 episodes. They have. Yeah. So, I just... I'm not that fussed about a Targaryen backstory. Mm -hmm. I don't find them that interesting. It's not a part of the book which I'm particularly fussed about. I also kind of think that it's set relatively close to the... you know, to the Game of Thrones story... It's also, I believe it's 300, 300 years 300 before. years, so, yeah. yeah. So, Closer than the other one. And we know the series gonna, this series will end probably with the conquest mm. in like six, seven years' time, whenever it is. Yeah. That's what it's going to yeah. lead to. And I think that's kind of my problem with it, is that I know mm. the Targaryen story. Mm. I mean, I know we're going to get probably get the Dance of Dragons and all that yeah. jazz. I mean, that will be cool. It see. will be. That's the thing. It will yeah. be cool to see. The only thing is with the Age of Heroes, well, they could have done whatever they wanted to do. Yeah. And it wouldn't be a case of adapting Gurm's story. It would be a case of, do you know what? We'll have some Starks. We'll have. Well, it wouldn't be Lannisters back then, but we could see the building of the wall. We can see all this stuff, but they could do whatever the hell they wanted. Mm. Whereas this is just going to be. It's going to be a Game of Thrones. It's going to be the first seasons of Game of Thrones so, with plotting for the target. Okay, well, Thrones. let me put it in, a, in like a different sort of way. Now, say this, the one they were going to do went ahead. Yeah. And it's sort of, you know, Gurm doesn't have a great deal to do with it. They're sort of writing their own story. You know, they're, they're like you say, they're scoped to do whatever. But yeah. they're writing it themselves. Did HBO turn around and say, well, actually, we don't want to risk that. We know, we've seen the backlash we've had from people adapting, or not adapting, sorry, creating their own storyline. What we want to do is we want to go with an established story. All right, Fire and Blood was a history book. I haven't read it because I think it would bore the fucking pants off me, (laughs) the way it was written. Um, But because it's written and it's Gurm's letters, words, thoughts, whatever, (laughs) would it not... If you were HBO, makes sense to go. Actually, this is going to be probably going to turn out better. He's going to have more involvement with it. Fuck you, George, because we want Windsor Winter, well, you bitch. I don't think you're right, actually, because okay. he produ- he's producing this. Mm. He co-wrote the other one. What the, the White Walker one? Yeah, so he co-wrote. Oh, he, did. he co-wrote the script okay. with um, Julie, the what's her face? Yeah. He's involved with this as an executive producer, but he's not written it. So I think he's... Well, got... he has written it. Well, he's he... written the book. Well, he wrote the book, but yeah. he's not written the script. No. But they do have that one book about that one yeah. sort of family to go from. So everything's there, isn't it? They could have made them both. Yeah. I... But the thing is, you know, they had five different ideas, five different stories, didn't they? Ideas for different yes. prequels. That is just the recipe for Game of Thrones burnout. True. Because you'll finish one. All right, you might watch another. Uh, that's pretty good. It's, it's like with Star Wars. Just, yeah. just 
Stop. Just, just. It's just too much. The thing There's is, too much going on. The thing is, like the whole thing with like the idea of a um a a, tra- uh, a pilot getting cancelled isn't really unusual. I mean, no, it's just no. because a he wrote it. B like the, you know Naomi Watts was in it. Mm. You just kind of feel like this thing had dating power. Bit, a bit of legs, maybe. Yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah, I guess. I just I've just found that meme. Um, and it just basically, I can't, where is it? Yeah. Um, so it basically states that the reason that Bran got the Iron Throne and the reason that there's no one with a better story than Bran the Broken yeah. is that the Iron Throne had just been melted and he was literally the only, only character that came with his own chair. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, that whole shit didn't make any sense either, that like melting of the, oh, don't, I'm getting like PTSD. <laughs> Fucking flashbacks. Um, so uh, yeah, so House of the Dragon set three hundred years before a Game of Thrones, um, based on Fire and Blood by by Gurm. I think it's a better a better idea to go with. I hope it's good. I yeah. think it will be. I think it will be. He's gonna have something to do with it, but I do want him to just finish the fucking book. Do you know what? The only thing that I think would uh, the re- I hope they do because obviously Bloodbraven will be in it. Yes. There's so like, there's Raven's teeth could arrow men or whatever. We potentially get the White Walker backstory that we desperately kinda of wanted from Game of Thrones. We could have White Walkers in this, because in theory we'll have the first three eyed crow. So three eyed raven. Do you know what this reminds me of? Like you just saying we could have this backstory, we could have that it reminds me of like Star Wars, right? Not putting enough story into the films and then going, well, I'll just buy this comic. Yeah. Buy this book about Phasma. That'll fucking, that'll tell you all you need to know. Yeah. I'm kind of like, don't use that other shit because you couldn't tell the story in the time you had. I gar- that annoys me. That I does annoy me. I guarantee you, though, mm. that we will see spiral patterns and they will, oh, absolutely, they yeah. will get explained. Yeah. Fucking... You're right. You are right. Brendan... Is it Brendan Rivers? Yeah. Yeah. Blood Raven, yeah. Brendan Rivers will be a character and he will go north of the wall and he will meet Children of the Forest and we will get all of that. Yeah. It will happen. Yeah. You're right. About season four, I reckon. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking... Just throw fucking Lady Stone out in there as well. Something to look forward to but not too far ahead in case it gets cancelled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I think... You know, it's going to be season season one will be the fall of Valeria, ending with the conquest. Mm. Season two will be dawn and conquering the seven kingdoms, probably. Three will be the Blackfriar rebellion. Blackfire, yeah. yeah. Four will be Bloodraven. <laughs> Five will be Mad King Eris. Mm. And it'll fucking end with Daenerys probably being born on Dragonstone. Dragonstone. Yeah, possibly. Fuck me. You a... might... Do you know what? We, we're going to have to write this down <laughs> because I actually think you might be completely right. We've got the audio. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. And I reckon what they'll do, last scene, they'll de-age Mark Addy and Addy fucking coming in. Yeah. <laughs> on an open field, Ned. Um, That'll be sick. Yeah. Oh, I want to see him again. Yeet. He was great. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was. Oh, uh, I can't wait yeah. to see Bessie and her tits. And her tits. <laughs> Thank the gods for Bessie and her tits. Uh, so yeah, no. So I must admit, I think 
I'm not as excited for this as I was for the other one. And mm. I think I'm just a bit, a bit shocked, really, to be honest with you. But I don't find the Targaryens that interesting. I haven't... I've read, but I kind of skip over the Targaryen history. Mm. I just... I like the, the the world more than just focusing on them. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the dragons thing doesn't really do it for me. It's just not something... Yeah, I'm... I mean, I'll, 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 there's going to be some big set pieces with the dragons that I think are going to be pretty good. But... Well, they're just a bit OP, aren't they? <laughs> well, yeah. You know. I'm looking forward to watching, like, you know, the Stark bend the knee. Mm. And, um, you know, the uh, I can't remember the house that was in the Stormlands before Baratheon. But mm. whatever they were. No, I don't know. I can't remember. Not sure. It. I do know it, I just can't remember it. Yeah. So, yeah, just seeing that kind of shit. Mm. But the difference is, I know that story. Yeah. I know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I know there's going to be other bits and bobs, but fundamentally, same way as going into Game of Thrones, I know how it's going to look. Mm-hmm. Age of Heroes didn't have a bloody clue other than a few passages and knowing sort of like well there were going to be fucking white walkers riding giant spiders into battle I mean and we're not going to get that now big as hounds <laughs> would have been cool to see that it would have been good maybe that's why they said D&D they couldn't afford the dragon budget they couldn't afford the ice spider budget either mm. yeah afford shit by the look of it yeah um, so so that was that the um, I don't know if you, you've got anything else or all no, I've got I is think we're going back on to Star Wars the Mandalorian today. series um, out on the 12th of November yeah. not very fucking far away at all so, go on you talk about that well, I don't know I think it looks sick <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's literally all I've got to say <laughs> I've seen the trailer and I thought that looks really good is it Boba Fett? no, no I, didn't I don't so. think it is I think because they made that uniform that armour kind of generic didn't they? well I think they were going to do the Boba Fett spin-off film which got canned and I think it got canned and then they decided to make this series instead. But I don't think it's meant to be him. Yeah. It's because they, They've introduced it. that. I think it was in Rebels that that armour is generic to Mandalorians as opposed to mm. Boba Fett himself. Mm. But I think it's got... It, it's like I was saying with Rogue One. It's kind of got that that old Star Wars feel about it. Yeah. It's not like the new sort of flashy crap. It, it, it just reminds me of the OT like a lot. I wonder if that droid actually is IG-88 or if it's a different one. I don't think it is. I think uh. it's got a different name. It's like IG-10 fucking or something like, something like that. Just make it IG-88. Yeah, yeah no, I don't, I don't think it is from what I've read. Um, um, do you know the one thing that annoyed me in the trailer, and this is super nerdy, hmm. right? So prepare for it. The shot of all the people in Carbonite, and they're saying yeah. like, it's a smuggler's thing. In Empire Strikes Back, it is very clear that they are trying that and they don't even know if he's going to survive. It's just a, we'll do this and mm. we'll test it and see if it works. And then something it's like, oh yeah, well when smugglers, when sorry, when bounty hunters capture somebody, they immediately put them in carbonite mm. and take them to the carbonite fair <laughs> to sell carbonite them. Fair, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I got to say, I did, when I saw that, I sort of thought, eh, okay, they're, they're doing that whole thing again. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, didn't bother me too much. Um, do you know when it's set? Um, what's his? I think it's set. Do you know it's actually set? I believe after Return of the Jedi, but before Force Awakens. Okay. I think. Don't quote me on it. I think it is. Um, so that would be. You see, I would love to have something say in the last, say, two or three years after Return of the Jedi, mm. so we could actually see the fall of the Empire. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's set after. 
I think. Okay, Google it. Check it. <sighs> but I think um, I don't know if it's the main character or one of the characters is um, what's his name? That Pablo Pascal yeah. from Game of Thrones. Um, he's in it, and there was someone else, but I can't remember who they were. Um, but one thing I did note down, obviously going back to the Ep Nine trailer. Yeah. The vote count on this one. Yeah. 207,000 upvotes. Only 5.3 thousand downvotes. Which I think is significantly better than that. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, so I'm just... I'm sorry, I'm, I'm listening to... I'm just... $120 million the budget for The Mandalorian. Mm. How many episodes are there? I have no idea. Eight. Yeah, but that's, good. that's only first season, isn't it? Yeah, but $120 million to make eight episodes. Fucking hell, yeah. And it's written by um, John Favreau. Yeah. Which is... Chef. My name is Chef. <laughs> it's also... Seen, seen Chef? John Favreau? No. Good, good film. Film. He's actually made a series about it now as well. He's I think ha- he's lost the plot. <laughs> Happy Hogan. Hmm. Yeah. Happy. <laughs> um, um, five years <laughs> after the fall of the Empire is depicted in Return of the Jedi. There you go. 25 years before the emergence of the First Order. Yeah, all right, I'm excited. How are we watching this? <laughs> well, what we're going to do is I'm going to wait 20 minutes after it airs. I'm going to download it illegally. <laughs> or we could just buy Disney Plus. Because I ain't getting no Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> is Disney Plus available in the UK? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, to be honest, I'm excited for it. Yeah, that looks good. I think it looks good. It's got that old sort of Star Wars feel to it. Um, and yeah. Sorry for the beeping. I'll definitely be watching it. Hopefully it's not garbage. Yeah. So, on that note, was there anything else we, we were going to bring up? Did you What date did you say that film? Uh, it's 12th of November. Which is the day that um, Disney Plus is launched in the UK. In the United oh, States. What a, what a dink! Oh, hang on. Oh no, so Disney Plus is being rolled out worldwide via a staggered rollout plan. First for the United States, Canada and Netherlands on the United States, Canada and the Netherlands hmm. on the twelfth of November, then Australia and New Zealand on the nineteenth of November, and then United Kingdom, Western Europe and Latin America through twenty twenty. So we literally have no choice if no. we want to see it. Oh that's a shame. Sorry, Disney. You're not getting my bucks. But yearly price seventy dollars seventy dollars. Bad, that's really. not actually bad but see yeah. I wouldn't want to pay a monthly subscription so it's seven dollars per month but to be, to, if you say to me like okay for me as a parent 70 quid mm. to have all of Disney yeah not really bad that's actually quite good but this is the problem now with these streaming companies is there's going to be so fucking many of them that you're going to end up purchasing five or six different, like you've got Netflix, you've got Prime, you've got Disney Plus, you've got God knows what else is going to come out in the next five years. Why can't there, I mean, I know why they can't, but just be one bloody place that does everything. Well, there used to be. It was called Netflix. Well, <laughs> yeah, but they didn't do absolutely everything. Well, no, but they? it was, but, they had. Every, you know, they mm. had a bit of everybody's mm. content, didn't they? But everyone's going to split off now and be their own stupid streaming thing. Well, the yeah. thing is, Disney just own everything now, don't they? Yeah, true. Because you think, like, with Disney Plus, okay, let's say it does stay at $70 or £70 a year. Mm. I think you've got all of Disney, you've got all of Star Wars, you've got all of Marvel, 
you are all a 20th century fox. Yeah. That's pretty... Uh... God, they really do just fucking buy, like, anything they can. It's just like, yep, we're having that. We're yeah. ruining it. We don't care. Yeah. Crazy. Let's be topical really quickly. Did you see, you know, they killed the leader of ISIS the other day? I did not know that. They bombed the leader of ISIS. Awesome. Do you remember that really famous photograph of when they got um, bin Laden of Obama with all his aides, like, all, like, Mm. cramped around watching the telly? Yeah. They've done, they've released one this time of Trump with Mike Pence and a few other, um, few other, like, generals. There's two things about this photograph which are very funny. One, it's time-stamped about an hour and a half after the raid happened. And two, not one person in the photo is looking in the same direction. <laughs> oh. It's absolutely incredible. Like, well, I wouldn't expect anything less, I guess. But... Someone just put it like, are you suggesting Donald Trump would fake something? <laughs> not at all. Um, Bloody hell. Well, I wish, I, I wish we could see that, but... Um... You know, yeah, you're gonna have to it's, go. It's a, it's a podcast, so <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of what I bring is a visual medium. No, yeah, just have to use your imaginations. Yeah. Well, you don't because I'll show you in you're, a minute when we finish. Um, so I think we, other than that, I think what we're gonna do now, we're gonna wibble wobble down the street <laughs> and we're gonna zigzag herkly jerkly out of sight. <laughs> <laughs> we certainly did, after... Chuck. <laughs> yeah, we certainly did after the last uh, podcast. That was mm. a, definitely a wibbly wobbly route home, it was, yeah. Um, so, I think, Christ, an hour and 20 minutes and we didn't even review a film. That's pretty... Yeah, yeah. That's good. There were, there a, lot, a lot's been going on. A lot has happened in the last week. So, I'm glad it uh, stirred us into action, actually. Yeah. So, I'm going to make a bold statement and say that we will be back soon with Attack of the Clones. Confirmed. we got to do it. And then probably the South Park movie. Yes. <laughs> so, those yeah. will probably be our next two... Um, podcast sounds good to me um, so thank you very much for listening hope you found it enjoyable yeah, and thank you. as all if you've got any feedback please somehow send it to us because we don't have an email address <laughs> leave it in the comments yeah just just comment wherever this is put I don't um, even know where I'm going to put this yet no um, but, and do you know what I, say something that disagrees with Matt because he'll fight you and it's it's entertaining I will. I argue with people every day on the internet. <laughs> I'm hard as nails. Um, Do not mess with me. Oh, this is actually something I did want to show you before, and I <clears> forgot <throat> to mention it at the time. Um, it, this is some of the comments on the trailer for um, episode nine. Oh, go on. I still have no idea what this trilogy is about. Seen that one. <laughs> Nobody does. <laughs> it's the response to that. <laughs> it's true. But... Um, 2019, the saga ends. 2020, Star Wars Resurrection. <laughs> yep. Um, it's sad that 3PO is the most emotional character in this trailer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 2019, the saga ends. 2020, Anakin Skywalker and the High Ground, a Star Wars story. <laughs> I'd watch it. Yeah. Um, the saga ends 2020 now this is pod racing a Star Wars story <laughs> it's yeah the possibilities are endless yeah Jar Jar the key to all of this the Star Wars story I'd watch that as well yeah um, does anybody actually care about any of these characters at this point no 34 replies to that comment I don't I, I feel nothing so yeah the internet has spoken and I yeah. think that I don't think you're alone in your 
opinion about this. No, I'm definitely not. And uh, I think a lot of people who listen to this will think the same. <laughs> this is good. 1983, the saga ends. 2005, the saga ends. Two. 2018, the saga ends. Three. Yeah. True. True. Let's hope it ends for good this time. Because I don't want no more saga st- fucking episodes. Oh, actually, this one's good. The movie may make no sense, but that's some Star Wars music, yo. <laughs> Tight. Star Wars music is tight. Right. So, thank you very much for listening. Um, We've been the Broken Saber. I've been Tom. I've been Matt. And the end. The end. The end. Thank you. The saga has ended. We'll see you next week. (laughs) We'll see you in three minutes. Good night.